This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. From the creators of Wagertainment. We bring you none of the hot take BS. We bring you best. We bring you sports. I don't care about bragging rights. It just introduces more volatility into the equation. I don't care about victory laps. Stop it. Please stop it. <laughs> Throw the football into the floor. The BetQL Network presents your favorite handicapper's favorite handicapper, Ken Barkley. If I have an opinion, I'm just going to go put money on that thing happening. And your host, Nick Costos. Every single play of every single game impacts you in some way, shape, or form. It's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. The terrific Live football from Tuesday. The action at the God, Madeline I did it again. Damn it. Las Vegas. It's You Better You Bet on the BetQL Network. No, that's, you know, he, you need it Alex said it. No, no, you need it verbally. But, like, to be fair to Alex, like, he said it. He didn't say it that time, but he told me the first time. Yeah. I mean, the You're a verbal is, person. The expectation is that I should get it right. No, it's my fault. Well, I'll tell you what, next time that's going to be my expectation. Let, so. You know what? Let's do this again. Like, Jake, play the open again. No, oh boy. Let's do this whole process. From the creators of Wagertainment. We bring you none of the hot take BS. We bring you best. And we then bring play it sports. again after I don't care this about bragging rights. It just introduces more volatility into the equation. I don't care about victory laps. Stop it. Please stop it. <laughs> Throw the football into the floor. The BetQL Network presents your favorite handicapper's favorite handicapper, Ken Barkley. If I have an opinion, I'm yeah, just going to go put money on that thing happening. And your host, Nick Costos. Every single play of every single game impacts you in some way shape or form it's you better you bet presented by betmgm live from the heart of the action at the mandalay bay sportsbook in las vegas it's you better you bet on the betql network it's a terrific football tuesday and it rolls on yeah that's good that's good thank you jake uh that's my bad uh here on the betql network we're proud to present it stadium for another 60 minutes um I'm kind of sad because we have no guest scheduled this hour, right? Yeah. We got Brad coming next hour. Yeah, Brad will be here next hour. Just because it's just me and you, buddy. Yeah. We want to talk next. I wish there were any games on to talk oh, about. This, you think this guy wants to pop on? <laughs> yeah, you got the Casino 2 trash container. Where's, uh, where is everybody? Uh, yeah. Yeah, there's okay. nobody to even call over All or right. even close. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you better you bet here with Nick and Ken. Yeah. Uh, awesome stuff with Dave Sharapan. Yes. Uh, I think like. Uh, look, you guys both like the Knights tonight. I'll bet Vegas tonight in hockey. We'll do that at the end of the show, obviously, but, he, but uh, you we, like them. And I think people heard me say this on the show yesterday, this idea of like the long layoff favoring like a way to play games. I, I went derivatives figuring like the first period would be like a, a better bet. He was just like, well, full game under. And obviously like both games were really low scoring last night. There's a lot of games tonight that fit that description. Some of those teams are on second night of a back-to-back. You kind of like, I guess, throw out the angle when that happens. But these long layoff matchups, yeah, I mean, like... It's a lot. I mean, if you want to have action tonight, 
like you could do worse. I think that betting a bunch of these, like historically, it does lean a little bit more toward a lower scoring first period, and that does mean a lower scoring game too. Uh, and then you, I think, did you did, did you have Rangers? Like, did you have this angle in your head before we had Dave yeah. on the show? Yeah. So I mean, I think opponent team total under versus the, with the comments you said we need to play better defense, and they had, the goalie has been getting smashed prior to the all-star break and to be the fair like quick started terribly. last night like not Chesterkin. right which has been part of the issue is that Chesterkin has obviously not been close to what he was a couple of years ago yeah just some interesting stuff i think tonight specifically like these i mean you can only bet this hockey stuff literally tonight and then it's done like that's the end of it so it could be kind of fun all right so we'll get to the prop sheet in a little bit why don't we clear the nba stuff from earlier yeah in the i should do a little more mvp okay so we had left off talking about Kawhi Leonard, yeah. like can he win NBA Most Valuable Player, and really just kind of like a Joel Embiid MVP postmortem, right? Because yeah. we haven't really. I think like last week we kind of knew Embiid was not likely to win. Like he wasn't going to. I, I meet, yelled, "Pull the ripcord!" Basically on the show on Monday last week. Like he wasn't going to meet like the threshold of games. Sixty-five games needed to be played. Like now, like he's out. Like had surgery, uh, surgery yep. from the, on the meniscus. Going to be reevaluated in a month. The so, whole time, this whole that whole thing's really stupid. By the way, just like. Just tell us. Set the like betting what? market on whether he plays or not again this year. In the regular season or the playoffs? Uh, yeah, um, both. Regular season's a dog. Playoffs is a small favorite. Agreed. Not a huge dog for regular season. Like, because the, the idea is you want him to play like five games going into whatever the first round series. And here's the other thing. I don't know. You got NBA, you got the NBA up right now on BetMGM? I do. I don't think this is going to be up because no one's dealing Philly markets for anything yet because like, Again, we just don't know. Like, what are they to miss the playoffs? Yeah, that that won't be um, right here. Yeah, I I don't know. If people have been watching a lot of the games, like the they no looked games. terrible last night. Right, and so to be fair, like they've had a rough draw injury wise. Even in addition to Joel Embiid, Maxi was out for a number of games, ankle injury. He's back. He didn't play particularly well last night, but like, what? It's not going to happen every night for them, especially against another really good team. Uh, Tobias Harris has been out. He's been sick. DeAnthony Melton's been out for like two, three weeks now. He's not bad. Like, these are starting players. Like, this is a big deal. These guys aren't playing. So it's it's like unfair to say, well, this is what it's going to be the rest of the season. But I mean, like, the team is literally designed around one player. Like, the entire like identity of the team is one player. You have to learn how to play a different way. And Maxi's the A guy. And he's probably not ready to be an A guy yet. He's like an A slash B guy. He can still win most improved player. He's really good. He's an all star, but he's not an A guy. Like, they're they're gonna lose to most teams that are like competent now, and unless some of these guys start coming back really soon, and it's gonna be ugly. Like the second half of the game last night was ugly. Like, the, it looked what, bad. What about the good spike? Like a spike. I love Spike asking yeah. yesterday. That, yeah, like give me a coin flip with the Sixers and the Knicks right. in the playoffs. No, he no figures NBA. the guys are back. He figures like, well, Melton's back and Harris is playing and Maxie's good and like they'll they'll add a guy. Which we just, now we don't know whether they're gonna do that or not. Um, so uh, anyway, this was a really long winded way of saying with Embiid regular season or playoffs, like you want him to be ready going in because man, like their first rounds, they might be in the first of all, they might be in the plan. That's actually, I wonder if they'd be a favorite to be in the play-in right now. Because Eastern Conference standings, I mean, like, I'll do it off the top of my head. I've been, like, Boston, Cleveland, Milwaukee, the Knicks. Yep, and Cleveland, Milwaukee, and the Knicks are separated by a game. Uh, right. And then the Sixers are Philly one and, and a half what? behind the Knicks. Indiana or the Magic, right? Philly's up three on Indiana, and then there's, and then Orlando's comfortably. So it looks like, it looks like, uh, the the top eight teams look like pretty good right now. Boston, right. Cleveland, Milwaukee, Knicks, Sixers, Pacers, Magic, Heat. And then it's, like, Two of these three teams right. will be the nine and ten uh, Bulls, Hawks, and Nets. Uh, I would say it'll be the Bulls and the Hawks, not the Nets, with how things are going in Brooklyn. How far Orlando is the first team in the play-in tournament right now? That's right. Philly's the five. What is the difference between those two teams? Three and a half. It's Orlando, though. That's tough. Uh, what's how, what, Miami's the eight? Miami is the eight. Uh, one and a half. Oh, so, excuse so me. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Them. Four and a half. 
to Philly and Miami. It's probably too much. But it's gonna I mean it's gonna get close. Miami's gonna start playing better. They just are. So I don't know. There's like there's a chance and if Philly's in the playing tournament, what do you do? Like what if Embiid's not really running back for the playing tournament? That like market moves heavy toward Philly, you bet the opposite side. That's probably how you play that. Just like their matchup in the first it round. It might be, be the other way now. around. Like if they don't have Embiid and they're in the play in, I feel like the other team would get bet and then maybe we'd bet Philly. Yeah. You would just honestly like play against the popular consensus probably in an injury game, which is really fun to do in the NBA sometimes. Anyway, uh, you want to do, do MVP a little bit? Sure, here? yeah. So, Embiid's the whole setup for that. So the uh, the current market for NBA Most Valuable Player, I had scrolled down to Rookie of the Year because I'm like very interested in that market right, right. now. Uh, stand by. I mean, I can kind of do it off the top of my head too if you want. Uh, no, I got it. All right. Uh, yeah. Jokic minus 160, yep. SGA plus 240, Giannis at 7, Luka 12, Kawhi 25, Brunson 50, Tatum 80, draw a line. Yeah, the, and the most interesting thing about this market is something we've talked about on the show all the time with the other NBA awards. On the other NBA awards, most improved player, defensive player of the year, coach of the year, sixth man of the year, which is a mess. Uh, we have no polling, so we have no idea. And I'm not, it's, this isn't even a, a complaint. It's just a comparison. In hockey, I know exactly how like everyone's voting on everything. We all do. This is not unique to me. Everybody has this information. In the NBA, nobody has any idea where Coach of the Year is at. What's the difference between Dagnalt and Tyloo right now? Nobody has any idea. Uh, is Gobert really that far ahead for Defensive Player of the Year? Who's in second? Nobody knows that. Who would you vote for for Sixth Man of the Year right now? I think eight players would get first place votes because we have no consensus polling on it. It actually it makes it really fun too because if you have a strong opinion, you're at least not going to be proven wrong or right soon. It's not going to happen because we have no polling. MVP we do, but we are the farthest removed from the last poll that we're ever going to be right now. The next Tim Bontem straw poll will be released during the All Star break, which is coming up in a couple weeks. It's the weekend after this coming weekend, I think. And uh, I believe somebody sent me that last year it came out on the Friday of All-Star Weekend. So a week from Friday would be the next one. So we are as far from the last one as we can be right now, which means we're as far from knowing how voters think as we can be right now. It's a really interesting place to be because my point is there's more guessing going on than actual like, well, this is how they feel and this is how the market should be shaped. So I'm going to be really curious. Like, I think... There, I actually think there is a very long shot Kawhi Leonard case to make and a very long shot Jalen Brunson case to make just because this is a weird year, but they're priced like long shots. Like I, I'm not going out firing heavy into any price right now because a week from Friday, I think we're going to get like an incredibly like revelatory piece of information about, okay, like now the voters have had time to be like, it is an Embiid. Who is it? And we're going to get past this like morning period. Like even like you watch first take, you watch on this, you watch all these debate shows. The topic isn't someone who's playing right now. The topic is literally still this morning. It's still just like, oh, what a shame. Oh, like this sucks. Like we're not the morning period hasn't ended yet. So no one has like pivoted to like now what the hell are we going to do? And so the market is just like assumed that Jokic should get the most win probability and SGA should be second because they're their most fully baked candidates to use your term from the first. Do you hour, agree with that? Oh, yeah. So MVP is really straightforward in general. I actually have a friend I, I text about awards a lot. We don't even talk about NBA MVP. Usually I text him one time and he goes like, I don't even want to talk about it. It's like it's too simple. And most years that's true. It's a combination of team success and player success. And both are easily measurable. And if you combine those two things and you're the best at combining them and like some very small voter fatigue stuff, you get the winner like every time. And your two most complete candidates just using team success and player success are Jokic, who's again, there's this clump of four teams at the top of the West. He's the best player on one of them and his individual success is like he's the best player in the league that's not Embiid statistically. SGA is on one of the other four teams and he's the second best non-Embiid player in all of the statistics. Like that, yeah, that that's complete. 
Luca, team success is a problem. Tatum, statistical success is a problem. Kawhi is like mediocre at both for right now. If the Clippers are the one and his stats improve a little, he's just like everyone else. Brunson, the team is the story and he's carrying them, but the individual stats aren't as quite as compelling. So yeah, those are half-baked candidates. But I guess my thing is going to be what the poll will start to tell me, and it doesn't have to be the end-all be-all, but like I, if it says something specific, like if the poll is all Jokic SGA first place votes, that's all it is, and it's so like polarized toward those two, then I can't come on and be like, well, you know, Jalen Brunson might win. Like, why would I do? Like, we have the answers. Like, no, Jalen Brunson can't win. Like, this would be the time when those fringe opinions would start to show because no one's really talking about Jokic. No one's really talking about SGA. They're talking about how good the Clippers are. And they're talking about how good the Knicks are. They're talking about both of those things in tandem. And those are the two best players on those teams. If you were ever going to get a pop that would reflect itself in voting, it would happen in the next one. So if we get the if we get the poll and Brunson's not in the top five or seven or however many people get first place votes, or it's not like kind of an even distribution, Jokic and SGA will be first and second. Like that's that's going to happen. But like who's third? By how much? How many firsts go to different players? Kind of you're trying to figure out how many votes are available for people to like change their minds or go with somebody else. You're going to learn that. And I don't know what, I honestly don't know. You're going to be like, what do you think the answer is going to be? I think there's a way where it's Jokic and SGA. And it's just like, look, that's what it is. This is sort of like what Jay Croucher was saying yesterday. And he's right. Like these are the two best candidates, but one plays in Oklahoma city and shows seem like everyone seems to not pay a lot of attention to what's at. He's the best player this year. SGA, just nobody's paying attention. Nobody cares. And that sucks for him. And Jokic is a guy who's won twice and is doing the same things he always does. And people don't like guys who are doing the same things they always do. They don't like voting for stuff like that. So if any of that was going to reflect itself, it would happen in the next poll. It's insanely interesting. There's a way that it gets released where the market moves crazier than any MVP markets like almost ever moved on anything on this poll. If it's like, wait, 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 like, what's the difference? Like, People, every six guys got 10 votes like that happened like wait Brunson got 12 Kawhi got 12 whatever or like what's the difference between Jokic and SGA we're gonna learn all that stuff in the next poll um when we talked in the first hour about the Cavs it was okay could win the division ton of regular season games sure maybe they can't get it done in the playoffs like we don't trust the coach whatever hmm. um I feel a Mitchell question oh he's 200 to one somebody tried to sell me this this morning a friend of mine I mean, he's going to because, because the price. If he's going to average thirty six and six, and they're going to be yeah. like they're going to win like like fifty six games. Sure. Uh, well, here's the best part. Right now, we're really far removed from the poll. I can't say no. Like, I can't say no. I can't remove anyone from discussion. It's funny. Like I would almost, I'd be more likely to keep Mitchell, Kawhi, Tatum's really tough, but like Mitchell, Kawhi, Brunson, I'd be more likely to keep them in than to keep Luca in. The team stinks. Yeah, it feels they're like, terrible. Yeah. They'll win, they'll win tonight, I think. But I, like, and and it's it's not that it can't change. He's really compelling. He's awesome. You know, lead the NBA in scoring because Embiid's going to become ineligible for that title. So like, there's a case for Luca. It's just like anybody anybody dying to do that right now. I feel like people are more would be more apt to vote Kawhi or Brunson and reward the team the new team success over like mediocre Dallas that may not make the top six of the playoffs. I feel like you'd be more likely to do that. Like if you're just ordering these. So yeah, statistically, look, Luke is going to blow away the other candidates. That's why he's fourth in the odds or fifth in the odds. And Giannis is going to be the same. The stats are crazy, but like he's one and like how are we thinking about the Bucks? Dumpster fire team. They got the coach fired. What what a bunch of losers. They bring in the new guy. They still can't win. So can't do that. Hey, let's give him MVP. Like when what when, when's that pivot happening? Hasn't happened yet. I just 
I don't know how this is going to go. So I don't want to be like, you need to go bet this thing right now. Cause in a week it could be the exact opposite. It could be so many things, whatever it's going to be, your path to victory here is going to be analyzing it better than everybody else. When we get it, what do you make of it? And what should you bet that 10 minutes when like literally like gets published, you know, somebody at ESPN, maybe you get it ahead of time. Whenever you know that, like your 10 minutes, your 15 minutes, your hour there, that'll be the valuable hour, not like our guesswork right now, even though it's really fun to guess. Ah, uh, I think I'm going to put a little bit on Donovan Mitchell just uh, as a speculative bet right now. I mean, like we've had two speculative guys get bet down in the last week. Brunson was like 300. Now he's 50. Kawhi was some insane price. There's a book here uh, around town that's dealing him at 25 right now. So like these have already happened. And what that speaks to, I think, is that people are looking around for somebody and maybe they end up finding another guy too. That's All right. Uh, coming up next. We'll, we'll wrap up our NBA discussion for today. We'll do a little Brandon Miller, a little Los Angeles Lakers, and then we'll get to the old prop sheets of Super Bowl 58 coming up next year. You better you bet live from BetMGM Sportsbook, Mandalay Bay, Las Vegas, Nevada. Live from the heart of the action at the Mandalay Bay Sportsbook in Las Vegas, it's You Better You Bet on the BetQL Network. Picasso's Ken Barkley here with you. Uh, Brad Evans will join us next hour on the show, our stadium teammate. We very much look forward to that. But for now, uh, we will continue our conversation on the NBA from last night. A busy night in the association. We will get to the Super Bowl prop sheet in a couple minutes. Just like, I think, Ken, the two topics that we need to hit from the NBA from last night yeah, that we sure. haven't yet. Let's talk about Hornets uh, rookie Brandon Miller, who is amazing. Who's awesome. Yeah. And kind of was an afterthought for a while but also like he wasn't playing as well as he is now but when Binyama obviously so much hype around him his his statistical performance has been great the Spurs stink but when Binyama has been awesome and then Chet Holmgren been unbelievable in his like rookie season even though he was drafted last year but missed the entire season with an injury so it's always been when Binyama and Holmgren and to be fair in the betting market it's still when Binyama and Holmgren. Wemby uh, about minus 275. Holmgren like plus 250. Is Miller listed now at MGM? He is. Okay. Some places literally had made it a two-way like uh, a couple weeks ago before Miller started doing this. They had made it literally just Wembenyama and Shed and nobody else listed. Not even a field. Um, I, think, I think MGM's got a, got a couple guys. So, well, I'm not saying every book did that, but yeah. like that was starting to become the, the consensus opinion, opinion was like, it's a two-player race. Why would we even like take bets on anybody else? So Haquez is plus 250. Scoot Henderson is plus 500. And like Scoot dropped 30 wait, points. Wait, what are those prices again? I'm sorry. Plus 500, plus 250. For who? Hawkes and Scoot Henderson. Plus, plus 250? Two, know. Five to two? That's what their odds are? Or are they 25 to one? Or are they 15 to one? Take a look. 250 to one. 250 to one. That's, that's not, what I said, right? You said plus 250. I'm, I meant 250. That's why I, that's why yes, I brought it thank up. thank you. Yes. Yeah. So 250 and 500. Okay, 500 to one and 250 Correct. to one. Correct. To give you an idea of how big a long shot they yeah, are. Yeah, they are long shot prices. Uh, 150. Now, and, now you got me rethinking everything. And Brandon Miller scores 30, 35 points like every game, basically. So the idea is Charlotte's like made a bunch of trades. Miller, and, Miller's got the long runway. And they're probably going to trade Miles Bridges also. This is, yeah, sorry, that was kind of my implication. Like they're clearing the deck and then it's Miller is the high usage player on the team. I think so. I think here's the question, right? And with coach of the year, I run through this all the time. I go, all right, you put two voters in a room and there's an argument and you like give them a topic 
like who wins the argument, not like who's the better arguer among the two voters, but like, can they come to a consensus opinion? So like, if you threw them defensive player of the year right now, like even if a even if one of the voters entered the conversation with not Gobert, like Gobert wins that, like you can't convince voters that it's somebody else right now. Now in 10 games, 20 games, could you convince them it's somebody else? Maybe, I don't know who that is, but like keep an open mind. There's a lot of games left in the season. Uh, if you put voters in a room and it's like, okay, like Brandon Miller versus Wembenyama, like, can you really win the Miller argument right now? Right Is there now, a way to right make now it you can't, no. Well, my, my, my point's going to be, if he just does this for 30 more games. And this to be so, like his last, uh, so uh, what is this? This is last five games, 29, 21, 28, 35, 33. Right, so figure, let's say he's like a 26 point per game scorer for the next 30 games. Like, is there a way that if, let's say, Wembenyama does exactly the same as he's doing right now? And Chad Holmgren does exactly the same as he's doing right now. And the Thunder win exactly as much as they're winning right now. And the Hornets and Spurs lose exactly as much as they're losing right now. Like, who wins the argument? Is there a way Miller ever wins it? Uh, I guess my answer is, I guess so. It just still seems really unlikely. I think the answer is, and I'm the one that kind of asked you the question I don't think this the answer, morning. I don't think the answer is no. I think it's probably not. You got a guy in the NBA averaging 26 a game. So the thing that hurts Miller which is just what I was going to bring up here is he's just hurt. Like, look, he has a thing going for him. He'll be potentially the recency candidate. He'll be the guy doing it at the end of the season when everyone's thinking about voting. Maybe when Banyama takes some load management, takes some games off. Like, Chet's offensive performances aren't great. He's a defensive monster, which is part of it. So is when Banyama, but like, and Miller isn't. Um, so that'll be part of it too. But like, he'll be the recency candidate, which is a plus. The minus is like his season-long statistics are going to look terrible because the first half of the season he was like a 14 points per game score. He's averaging like he can't six, rehab it. He's yeah. averaging 16 and a half points per game right, right like, now on the season. And like let's be honest, voters are going to look at a sheet of paper and be like, oh, only 16 and a half points. Like it's just you it's hard to win that. So my point is just if he did this every game, I can't say no, but it's just like it's a high bar to clear. Also, like I, I guess we have to have this conversation too. If you were making a list of the most injury-prone players in the NBA, Joel Embiid would probably be number one. Like Chet Holmgren has an injury history. We've never seen a player with Wembenyama's dimensions before. Do you bet 150 to one because like somebody steps wrong, you're five to one, or you're three to one? I think Miller could actually beat Holmgren in an argument. I think that could happen. Beating Wembenyama is really bet tough. I'm gonna bet. I'm gonna bet. So that's my like. That's my point is you can when a price is insane, like just crazy town. You can actually talk yourself into like act of God type stuff for 150 to win. No, really. Like you can talk yourself into, well, something that's really unlikely happens and that's a really good bet. And it's, you know, play it out 150 times. Does Victor Wembanyama sprain his ankle once in 150 rests of the seasons? Maybe, maybe more than that. Maybe. Like we don't even know. I would say very much. definitely yeah. more than that. Right. So that's, that's my only point is like, is it a good bet only because of the, the extreme outcomes? Because I do think like, It'll be if it becomes Miller. Like, I don't want to do this and like predict a Wembenyama injury, but that's part of having the conversation. If you have a Miller Holmgren argument, Holmgren will be the winning candidate who is very defensive capable and his offensive game comes and goes because SGA takes a lot of shots. Jalen Williams, when he's healthy, takes a lot of shots. Like, that's not what it is. You get the oh, occasional Lou Dort, like 28 points. Yeah, game. like, and it's this is an anti Holmgren. He's amazing. He's part of the reason why they might be the one seed in the West. They're the favorite to be the one seed in the West. But, like, it's like a winning, it becomes Wembenyama versus Holmgren in the same way where it's like stats versus winning. And that's kind of what it's going to be. And, like, raw points per game just tantalizes voters sometimes. And if you got a guy that's just scoring a ton and a guy who gets 13, seven, and five blocks, but they're the one seed like Miller can win that argument. I don't know if he would, but like he could win it. 
can he can he win a Wembenyama argument if he doesn't get hurt? That's the one where I just so like, is I it, don't think so. Is it Miller time? I'd love to know what he was like a week ago. The same, probably, right? I think I how are you more than 150? Like he's a yeah. third pick in the draft. Yeah. Which and to he be he was fair, the to, second pick in the draft. Or, I'm right? sorry, second pick in the draft. Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm thinking Holmgren because Holmgren was two the year that he went. Um and typically this award is like if you want historical qualifications, it always goes to like a top six pick, top five pick, usually a top three pick. I know Miller is, is the underdog. He's like the crazy guy, but like he's that. Like that's what he is. It would make historical sense. That's not a reason to bet it in this in this day with this year. But like, I would say if you were gonna bet one of the three guys, like he would be the price because you're betting. You're only betting the extreme. When you bet 150 to one, like I I texted you the other day, and I put a small bet on on Jalen Brunson to win MVP at like 70 or 80. And when I put this on the chain with you and Tyler, and I go look like this even surprises me when I run my stuff that like. There's a way this happens, and I think it happens just more than this. I don't think he's gonna. I don't even think he's gonna win anymore. I don't think he's the most likely player to win. I don't think he's the second most likely player to win. I can actually, and I tried to create the case for others. Some of them were like, "Yeah, that makes sense." Some of them were like, "Even if you do that, I think SGA would win or something like that." But like, I okay, like I think it actually happens a little more than this when you're betting a price like that. That's kind of all you want. Like, just play it out this many times. Do you think you'd get a couple of them? And maybe with Miller at 150. It's hard for me to say you wouldn't get like a couple crazy outcomes and that they're rookies. Like it's hard to project. Nick and Ken here. You better you bet live from BetMGM Sportsbook at Mandalay Bay. Uh, Las Vegas, Nevada. You might have heard the the Super Bowl will be played here this Sunday. Uh, do you want to do any Lakers here? You wanted to do the prop sheet. I'm like bored by the Lakers, if I'm honest, about from a betting standpoint. Yeah, I, I guess the question was going to be. Well, I'm not bored be, by them because I won money fading them last night, but I, I in general, I'm bored by them. Like, are they going to make some kind of like huge move? Do you have a player in mind when you say that? DeJounte Murray? Is that what you... I don't. Almost like, or should they do nothing? Well, I don't know what there is to do. Like, Zach Levine's out for the season. That was the guy that was always connected to them. DeJounte Murray got connected a little bit. I don't know if that's going to happen. It sounds like they ask, they, a lot of teams ask for Austin Reeves when a trade is discussed and the Lakers say, no, we're not doing that. At Vanderbilt's going to be out for a long time. They just seem boring to me. Uh, in a playoff series, could they outperform their expectations because of their two best players and the style that they like to play? Yeah, we saw it last year. Absolutely. Uh, are they a team that is one of the six or seven most likely teams to win the NBA title? Uh, I don't think there's a logical argument ever that that the answer is yes. Right. They're a very, very long shot potential to win. All right, so let's uh, let's do the prop sheet then for a while. Great. All right, so the prop sheet, <laughs> dun, dun, dun. like, like the, the Phoenix is a revolutionary. The, I was the, I was uh, wondering what that was from, and I. Yeah, uh, so it. the prop sheet is this massive list of it moved yet, a literal of like oh we'll do it move tomorrow it'll yeah. be like three seconds long. Dun, dun. Um, it is a massive. Ken is holding it right now. It is oh a, yeah, sorry. It is a, the camera right it is a tome of props, like fifteen pages, double sided. Ken has numbered the props. I give him a number at random, and we Ken will read the prop, and then we will discuss what we would bet. Yep. I think it leads us to some valuable discussions. Now, the thing that was really interesting yesterday and there was one hundred and fifty six. One hundred and fifty six. Um, we talked about Clyde Edwards Alaire, and the conversation we had was well. If Jarek McKinnon's going to play in the game, then is it just wait till that gets announced and then bet CEH unders? A uh, report came out. I believe it was Ian Rappaport. Might have been someone else from NFL media, though. Whatever. One of the insiders yep. of some repute that uh, that Joe Thune and Jarek McKinnon are, I think the verbiage used was, or the wording was, like slim chance to play in the game. Thune was a long shot, was the direct quote. Okay. From, it was Andy, Andy Reid said that. Um, and I think uh, Jarek McKinnon has emerged as a front runner to not play right. in the Super Bowl. Right. So <laughs> Let's get Woj on the phone. So I think like that. Unfortunately, I think that opportunity is probably not going to exist. That was with, a good uh, angle too. So like the McKinnon wrench angle, wrench McKinnon. All right, so let's uh, right, let's and the do number of, number here. of Niners to catch a pass 
to all right now Chiefs to catch a pass. Yeah. Wait, so does this does no. McKinnon as a no, does that change anything for you? No, because it's like Edward Solaire catches those passes. Now. Right. But, one I, but one. I guess the idea is if McKinnon played, they could both catch passes. I think it would be, I guess it's possible. I think it would be unlikely, but okay. possible for sure. So I, I asked Mike and Alex before, like, what numbers did you do before? And you remembered them, right? Well, 69 was the first market that you got. It was a 69, 6, 109, and I don't know, I think that was it. After, well, 6, we did 7 because that was like Edwards Alaire was like connected. 6 was Noah Gray. And we yeah. did Edwards Alaire. We also did Niners and Chiefs to catch a pass. And then what was 60? What was the first? Oh, Niners first half team total. Yep. I love this exercise. It's great. It's just really fun. Let's yeah. do some more. Yeah, I guess a number. Uh, let's do the uh, the Cowboys wide receiver special, uh, 88. Okay. Des caught it. I bet a lot of money on the Cowboys in that game. Did they cover? Yes. They had, uh, five and a half, maybe? Lost by four. They did. All right, I got 88. Oh, kind of fun. I like this. Uh, market 88. Will the Chiefs have a successful fourth down conversion in the game? I mean, what, yes, what, no. what, yes has to is minus what? Minus a, a two or a three. I want to do the Niners, too, though, because uh, I think the Niners are really interesting. Chiefs, what would you guess the yes price was? Uh, I'm trying to think of like what I would not be right, interested not in bet betting yes. at. Yep. Okay. Um, I'll say uh, in between 250 and 300. 360? Oh, I don't think I would lay that. Would you ever bet they will not convert a fourth down at plus 270? No. No. Like, no, you wouldn't bet that. I would not bet that. No. (laughs) No, I would not bet that. Here's like fourth and six with Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, can't wait to bet that he's not going to convert. I guess the idea is like, if they're up, would they ever just not go for a bunch of, like, you almost need them to not go for it. Like, you need them to never be in fourth down. Well, is there like, is that like part of the stipulation? Oh, like what happens? No, I think it's like, even if they have no fourth downs in the game, I think it's still grades would be my guess. It's not worded here, but like I. Oh, then maybe knows the answer. Then maybe no would be the bet. Then they're going to be in fourth down. So the Niners, like I, we crap on the defense, they're going to get in fourth. The Chiefs' offense isn't good enough to be in, avoid fourth down a lot. Although, what was it? Was it the Dolphins game or the Bills game where they were like never in third down? Like the ne- Bills game, yeah, right? like almost never happened. Well, because yeah, because they 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 had like nine possessions and scored on all of them in right. the game, and they scored on like sixty yard touchdowns. Like they scored very fast. Uh, the Niners one I think is way more interesting because you talk about like Mahomes and Reed this propensity to be really successful on fourth down, fourth and short. Uh, the Niners in the game. Oh, is this fourth down conversion? Oh, I have a different price here. Why don't I? Why, they're not dealing the Niners. Oh, this is all chief stuff. I messed up this intro. I, you did the right market. The Niners price isn't right next to it. Uh, this The price right above it is just, will there be a successful two-point conversion? Two-point conversion. Two-point conversion. Sorry, not even fourth down conversion. That was right above it. Let's do a different number. Okay. I, can't, I don't want to find the Niners um, one. Let's do... What do you think the Niners would be? Yes, no. Yeah, well, yeah, McCaffrey. Yes, and like, but would, are they going to go the, for it on the, fourth down? And the lot? first number would be like a one. Are they going to go for it on fourth like down? Fourth a lot? and one, they could go for it. Why are these not connected? It's a bad job by the prop sheet. Yeah, I don't do you want me to give you another number? Yeah, please. Let's do I don't, a. I don't have it. The Dirk, Dirk Nowitzki. Let's do that four one. Yeah, love it. All right. Dun 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 dun. The pages move. <laughs> You're very bad at this. <laughs> finding well, finding the number. There are 156. 41. Yep. Player prop, Brock Purdy passing touchdowns. Okay. What do you think it is? One and a half. And what do you think it's juiced? Um, Even? The over is juiced. How much? Minus 135. Yeah, let's get close. Yeah, I think that's about right. The way I, you... I bet the under. What would I do? I'm, I'm kind of Mr. Like stall in the red zone in this game. That's kind of where I'm at. I think I would also bet under for that reason. But like his yards, I wouldn't bet under. Whale was huge on his attempts under, uh, which is on here 31 and a half. 
attempt seems for him. like a big. It well, I guess like if, if the game gets loose at the end, though, it's possible. I did my I did my border spreads video today. Yeah, what did you come up with for that, by the way? So when you weren't sure about the game, so it was great. There were like five best bets that I gave, and then it was like a bunch of random markets that they chose. It was pretty fun, actually. Oh, good. So Um, you didn't have to do a lot of like here's seven minutes on like what I think is going to happen in the game. But the video was I when the video was done, I was like, how long was that? Like 15 minutes. I did 25 minutes like extemporaneously. Yeah, look at you. Yeah, I'm pretty good. Yeah. Um, and one of the mark one of the things was pass both quarterback passing yards, and I said I would bet the under on both. Purdy's 245 and a half. Mahomes is 261 and a half. I think I'd go under on both. Who would you be more confident in going under on? Mahomes? Purdy. I'd have to look it up. I I don't think Mahomes went over this in any of the playoff games. I can tell you. Ravens definitely, no? I can tell you momentarily. Yeah. Maybe before the break. It's a race against time, folks. Oh, I'll definitely get it. Done. It's like NFL films. Uh, let's the ball's see. in the air. Miami, 262 against oh, Miami. So by a half yard. Okay. 215 against Buffalo, yeah. 241 against uh, Baltimore. So almost under on all three, over by a half yard in the one game. Yeah, hmm. interesting. Uh, on the other side, more prop sheet with Nick and Ken. You better you bet live from the BetMGM Sportsbook in Mandalay Bay.